everybody, and welcome to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing, and this is the 1853 podcast, a weekly program we produce throughout the academic year in which we tell you about the people, events, programs, and history that make Monmouth an outstanding national liberal arts college. In this 22nd edition of season number five, we're going to talk sports, first at Monmouth College, then throughout Illinois high schools. The voice of Fighting Scots Athletics, Nathan Beliva, will interview Midwest Conference Women's Basketball Player of the Year, Josie Morgan. Then we'll talk about high school sports in Illinois with Monmouth alumnus, Craig Anderson. He's the executive director of the Illinois High School Association. It was a very memorable first season for Monmouth College women's basketball coach Megan Jones. The Fighting Scots were runner-up in the Midwest Conference Tournament, falling to Ripping College by seven points on the Red Hawks' home court. One reason for the Scots' success in 2021-2022 was the presence of Midwest Conference Women's Basketball Player of the Year, Josie Morgan. Josie followed Fighting Scots player Becca Gallus. She won the award in 2020, the last time it was given. Josie led the Scots in scoring at 15.1 points per game, while also leading the team in field goals made, three-point shots made, three-point shots attempted, three-point shooting percentage, free throws made, free throws attempted, and assist. Oh, by the way, the point guard also averaged 4.4 rebounds per game and grabbed 26 steals in 24 starts, while leading the conference in minutes played with 869. That comes out to 90.5% of the Scots' minutes in 2021-22. The voice of Fighting Scots Athletics and Sports Information Director Nathan Beliva recently sat down with Josie to talk about a very memorable 2021-2022 season. Nathan? SID Nathan Bleva here on the podcast, and we've got Josie Morgan, who we get to introduce as the Midwest Conference Player of the Year. Josie, congrats on that honor, and uh, thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on here. I'm super excited. We, we were just talking before we started, and, and I want you to tell again the story of how you found out that you were Player of the Year, because it had to be kept confidential until Wednesday at 10 a.m., and you were studying for a test. <laughs> Yeah, I was in the library studying for an exam when I actually saw your tweet pop up on my phone. And, you know, I, I looked at it and I, I didn't believe what it said, honestly. I, I had to go on Twitter. I checked the, the sources. I, I just couldn't believe it. I mean, yeah, and I, I was uh, just so excited. I stood up in the middle of the library. <laughs> I just I was looking for somebody to, to talk to about it. And I saw um, Delaney, one of my teammates, and ran over to her. I was like, you're never going to believe this. You know, I was just just so excited and um, wasn't expecting it at all so it made it even that much sweeter so so you thought my tweet was lying and so you had to, you had to, you had to double check the sources I did. I did I needed to check the sources just to make sure you know I didn't I just I couldn't believe it
it. I was truly just just at a loss for words. Even I just couldn't believe it. What kind of reaction did you get from the the rest of your teammates as they start to start to see it? I know I saw you know Zoe tweet and a few of the others uh, commenting on on different social media. What was that reaction like? Oh my gosh, they were of course all so excited for me. I mean, um, congratulated me right away, and um, you know they. I, I couldn't have got that award without them this season. I mean, their constant support and contributions are, you know, the reason that we had s- such a successful season to begin with. And so, of course, they were just so excited for me. And, um, you know, those are my best friends. So uh, we definitely are going to all have to celebrate it. I know you guys had a, a fun season and, and a great season. Didn't end exactly the way that, that we're hoping with, with the game last week up at Ripon. But now as you can kind of look back on it, uh, what jumps out to you for, for this season? Um, you know, like you said, it was it was a successful, fun season for us, and I think it was a great one for me to end on um, as a senior. And you know, every single game we all we all fought. We never gave up, even if we were down. We we came and we fought, gave it our all, and uh, played to our strengths. And so, um, you know, I think that was something really special that a lot of people noticed too was just our ability to to continue fighting. And um, like I said before, these are my best friends, and uh, you know, being able to to play with them each and every day was just uh, a blessing and I'm just super excited that this is how I got to end my basketball career. You guys got a fun uh, fun season throughout it, watching you guys play what you just said is exactly right like you never gave up but it was always fun fun to watch and, and it looked like you guys were having fun what what kind of those moments uh, kind of jump out at you because I'm sure there were some stuff behind the scenes you know road trip and and, and all that stuff that you guys will, will cherish. I mean, I think you could. I think you could ask anybody on this campus about our team, and they will all say we're a bunch of characters. I mean, there's just countless funny memories and um, you know good times that we were able to share, whether it be on the road or just even in games and stuff. I mean, constantly we're we're chatting with each other, supporting each other, saying funny comments just to get you know help pick someone up during the game. And I think that's something that just would would stand out to me is just the um, the smiles and support shared on the court, even during game so you guys didn't drive coach jones too nuts in her first year (laughs) did you you know she does say that she has seen some some gray hairs coming (laughs) in and uh, you know i don't doubt that for a second but but we've we've had just a great time with her and um you know she has a lot of fun with us too so it's it's been really fun yeah what a crew for her to jump in for her for her first year right to to get you guys and to get you know four seniors anyway and and a team that had already gone to to a tournament but to get all the characters you guys have on the team uh, will, uh, will, will I guess it will uh, will age her quickly. Oh, absolutely! I don't doubt that for a second. But, but yeah, I mean, it, it was just just a great team to be on. Like I said, for my senior year, it was phenomenal. And having Coach Jones there too, I mean, she she really worked um, as soon as she came in to help develop this program. I mean, you know, we graduated, uh, you know, three key, key seniors that kind of played a huge role in taking us to the tournament. Um, my sophomore year right. and so I don't I don't know if anybody really knew what to expect with this new team coming in you know um, a lot of people hadn't really seen us um, you know 
playing all together like that. And so um, also having a new coach come in, I think it was kind of a big deal. Uh, and so when we first came out and started playing really well, I think everyone was pretty surprised and, um, you know, shocked for the best. But it was it was it was awesome. It was a great season. Monmouth had not had a, a conference player of the year until two years ago. And then Becca won it in uh, 1920. No season, obviously, last year. And then you win it this year. So no winner. And then now back to back winners. And there were some years where there wasn't a player of the year uh, in the conference back in the, the early start of the Monmouth days. But um, you probably can't really realize what kind of impact you had on the program now. But uh, down the road, that's probably something you'll cherish. I mean, yeah, it's it's just it's just been unreal. Like I said, I mean, it wasn't something I was expecting, and um, as soon as I saw it, I was super excited to to send Becca a message too, just yeah. <laughs> you know, saying back to back, and um, you know, like you said, having an impact on this program. Um, it's it's something that is is really special, and I think that this team as a whole has had um, an impact on the program, and I think it's going to continue to grow from here, and I think we're going to see more um, Midwest Conference Players of the Year come from this program. I'm super excited to be able to watch that, you know, as, you know, from the outside now and be able to support in that way. Coming from the Peoria area myself for 20 years that I lived there, um, a lot of Peoria impact on this squad with with uh, with you and Caitlin in the in the starting lineup, and then Lily and, and even uh, and, and even Mitchell coming from Flanagan, which is mm-hmm. which is pretty close. So you guys get that whole uh, you know middle line I love, and, and get Zoe in there too from from Limestone. Um, was there kind of a like a camaraderie among the Peoria area crew? Because it's most the team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we make jokes all the time about how we used to play against each other, you know. Um, Lily actually broke Zoe's nose in high school. Yeah, I mean, those those games got aggressive and they're fun. And, and you know, those were – Zoe was, you know, always – the one on our scout that we're you know focusing in on same with Caitlin and was shut Caitlin down from the three-point line yeah. and you know you'll have a chance against the Notre Dame team and and so it's it's a lot of fun being able to look back at those high school memories and kind of bond over that um, but it's just been so fun being able to all come together as teammates now and um, you know me and Lily have played together since high school and uh, played against each other since grade school I still remember she was the point guard at St. Pat's that I just I hated her she <laughs> She was so good. I mean, she was she was good. She had pigtails, and I I remember like it was yesterday playing against her. And then we got to high school, and um, you know we became really close friends. And she is to this day one of the best teammates that I've ever had, and I stand by that fully. Yeah, that's all. The, the, that's what it's all about, you know, bringing that through, and then hopefully the next crew of uh, Middle Illini and Big Twelve players in uh, in the areas around there are headed here to continue on your guys' legacy. Uh, congrats on a great season, uh, both individually and as a team, and uh, uh, having a lot of fun watching you guys play. So thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks so much. That's Midwest Conference Women's Basketball Player of the Year Josie Morgan. The senior point guard was talking to the voice of Fighting Scots Athletics and Monmouth College Sports Information Director Nathan Beliva. Of course, the way to stay on top of all Monmouth College athletics is at monmouthscots.com. That's your official home on the World Wide Web for all things Fighting Scots related. You're 
listening to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. When the COVID pandemic hit in early 2020, there wasn't a playbook, manual, or textbook for Craig Anderson to consult. A 1991 Monmouth alumnus, Craig is the executive director of the Illinois High School Association, which has more than 800 members throughout the land of Lincoln. Craig is the seventh person to serve as the executive director of the Illinois High School Association. Like everyone else, when the pandemic hit, Craig was in new territory. And as you will hear, he did a great job leading the Illinois High School Association and its members through a once-in-a-century event. Us are playing off of uh, really the unknown, and uh, we were challenged early on in the spring of 19. Uh, where we shut down our boys basketball tournament and then it, it uh, of course has evolved for now nearly two years and created incredible challenges and so there, there really wasn't a playbook um, as much as I wish there was and uh, so we just had to navigate it um, with uh, the cooperation of our board of directors and our membership and and frankly it's uh, where we've gotten to this point um, feels much better now that we're playing and uh, have students back competing, but it, it was quite a challenge. What did you learn about not only yourself as a leader, but your organization during the COVID pandemic? Yeah, I guess I would say uh, the thing that, that came out to me was uh, how valuable the activities and the athletic opportunities we provide students are to the students, their families, to the communities. Uh, because there was clear loss of these opportunities and um, we quickly, um, through surveys, um, we didn't conduct, but I know experts in Wisconsin conducted, that mental health was affected significantly with students unable to engage in their normal activities, uh, to be out um, uh, you know, collaborating with their, their fellow students, uh, being coached and guided by adult leaders. Uh, so all of that, um, we discovered, I think, how important and valuable the things that we offer high school students are. And so it just you know, reassures myself and I think our association and our membership of how important what we're doing is to society as a whole and for the student development to adulthood, uh, how we're crafting that and shaping that through interscholastic sport and activity participation. Young people learned something, too, during the pandemic, didn't they? Uh, they did. Yeah, I think they did. Um, they recognized um, the loss, uh, and they recognized the need um, for the collaboration of their, their fellow students and uh, friends. And while um, certainly there was connection of them um, through social media, uh, there's, there's, uh, it doesn't take the place of the engagement of face-to-face -face interaction uh, and being on an athletic field, a court, uh, and really engaging in a team uh, atmosphere that provides growth. Once upon a time, it wasn't uncommon for a high school student to play several sports. That doesn't happen as much anymore. It doesn't, and, and that's really um, something that I continue to champion. Uh, I championed it for uh, my sons uh, as they came through high school, and as I talk to groups or speak with our membership, 
we, we continue to encourage our administration across the state to provide recognition to those uh, that are participating in multiple sports and activities. Um, there's, there's extreme value in it, no question. Um, there's medical research that says it's, it's better for students uh, to be engaged and to take a break uh, from a primary sport to engage in something else. Uh, so yeah, we continue to champion that effort and um, while I continue to be in this role, I don't think there will ever come a time that there will be a point where we'll step back from that, that there's value and, and we need to continue to offer and encourage through the high school years, students' engagement in multiple sports and activities. The AAU existed when you were a high school student and played sports, but it didn't loom as large as it does now. That certainly must be one of the challenges you face in your position. It is, uh, yeah, that uh, the proliferation um, and growth of AAU has um, really taken away um, um, the, 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 some of those multiple sport athlete opportunities because uh, they've They've pressured students and families, parents in particular, that in order to get that scholarship, uh, they have to engage in uh, that particular sport longer and have outside of the high school experience opportunities. And so in the off season uh, of a primary sport where students would ordinarily engage in another high school sport opportunity, um, they're now turning to same sport activi activity with an AAU, a travel program. Uh, and so it's been a, a struggle and it's national. Uh, it's not just in Illinois, it's a national concern. As I meet with other executive directors across the nation uh, that we, we continue and need to bring the focus back to the education-based athletics and how important those are uh, and, and, and in some schools, in order to have multiple sports offered, there has to be students that will engage in multiple sports because if students don't continue, um, if they only focus on their multiple sport, there just aren't enough students to have uh, and offer the programs that students want to have for kids. Oh, almost a year ago, the NCAA made a decision on name, image, and likeness. Uh, is something like that on the horizon, do you think, for high school athletics? Well, I hope it's not. Uh, I, I really think um, the, the, the amateurism aspect of high school sport um, is incredibly important. Uh, it's it, the loss of that and the fact that students could make um, money off of their name, image, and likeness uh, while in high school is, is definitely concerning. Uh, across multiple levels and I think the NCAA is starting to see some fallout of that at their level even in the very first year of it being in existence um, but uh, the purity of high school sports has to be maintained in my opinion uh, and if and if image image and likeness makes it way makes its way to the high school's uh, landscape um, it'll create challenges for us as associations as well as for our member schools what you described about some of the lessons you learned from the pandemic, the value of sports and people's everyday lives, sort of suggests to me that really what sports is, even on the high school level, is, is it's called extracurricular, but a lot of ways it's co-curricular. It's part of the educational experience, and it's a reminder that human beings are social beings as well. That seems to be one of the great values of high school athletics that maybe people don't consider all the time. 
No, I, I think you're right. I, th I think um, you know communities coming together to support, support student body support. Uh, you know, seeing gyms fill up again. Um, you know that 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 social aspect of uh, being recognized for the the work that you put in um, individually and as a team, um, and to see that supported uh, really. Uh, it, it's it's what uh, we've come to know for well over a hundred years uh, is how we develop young people to become adults and um, it, it's uh, it's it's just I, I feel so fortunate to be in the role I'm playing in that uh, and uh, it, it's it's um, it, it gives me chills at times uh, to know that uh, the, the the benefits that our young people are getting from their opportunities in the sports and activities we offer that's Craig Anderson He's a 1991 Monmouth graduate and the seventh person to serve as executive director of the Illinois High School Association. And his leadership is a big reason the future looks so bright for the Illinois High School Association and the thousands of students it serves. And that's going to be a 30 for this 22nd edition of Monmouth College's 1853 podcast of the 2021-2022 school year. Tell us what you think about this podcast by firing off an email to us at news at monmouthcollege.edu. Be sure to put podcast in the subject line. Until our next edition, this is Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. So long, everybody. Have a nice day and stay healthy.